Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dusso. What's up, everyone? I took some notes for this episode. There's a few things I do want to say, but I'm going to keep this improvised, keep it organic, because that's what we need in life. A little bit of housekeeping. I recently was a guest on a podcast called Common Spence. And for those of you who don't know who the host of that show is, it is Spencer Leach from the show BS with Brian and Spencer. He is my glorious co-host. <laughs> By the way, if you're not watching BS with Brian and Spencer and you want a good laugh, go watch that because if you like this, I would say you like that. I'm a part of it. And it's the comedy version of this. If you like this, you'll get quality entertainment from that. And we talk about just all kinds of stuff. It's BS, you know? And we get deep. We get really funny and really super goofy. We act out things and do bits. And I practice my comedy. And that's just like where I get my reps in for what I want to do in the future, which is a, uh, I want to do a local open mic stand-up. So it lets me do all that. And it just lets me get that energy out that, 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 that if you keep balled up inside, you're going to go do something stupid, you know? So it's, it just lets me get that out of my system and that's, it's healthy for me, you know? Just like this, like it's therapy, it's healthy for me. I can express my thoughts. I talk to people, but not people don't want to hear this all the time. You know, you come to this show and listen, you come here for it. But in a natural conversation, I can't just go out of the blue and go like, hey, so what is your philosophy on life? And what's going on? <laughs> You know, can't be doing that. That's that's silly. You got to naturally open up and be vulnerable and the other person will be vulnerable and you make intimate connections that are different from person to person. So check out Common Spence. I'm on an interview on that and we talk about entitlement, chasing things such as careers, relationships, the future, it's uh, it's pretty raw. Um, it gets pretty silly. I get pretty rational. You know, I'll make I'll make rational comments, but you know, it's all from from you know good intentions, and you know, I'm just trying to say the things that people don't know how to put into words and the unsaid things I try to bring that to light on the society of the masculine the males there's a problem you know this and why is there a problem it's because there is no fathers 
in the household, single mother households, and this is a common thing. And men are starting to rise again is what we need. And this is the a, a major problem in society is broken homes. Like you need the masculine and feminine, feminine to raise a child. He or she needs the best of both worlds because too much femininity is going to make you soft. Too much masculinity is going to make you too aggressive and no one's going to want to deal with you because you're just a hothead. So you you want to find balance. You know, your your dad's going to teach you the, the, the stone-cold truths, you know, the philosophies and the... And the how to do things and your mom's gonna teach you that compassion and she'll know tricks and how to do things too and she's gonna comfort you she's going to have your back she's always gonna be in your corner so both are great. I didn't grow up with with a mom, so like I had too much too much masculinity, confusion, and it led me to really not respect women so much until I learned to respect myself and understand my traumas and, and my wounds and heal those overcome my obstacles and start to understand females and female nature and women aren't so bad, you know? They're they're not the enemy. So I talk about this in in this episode for Common Spence. So go check it out. Um today I have a few notes I want to talk about. We'll get to those bring those right up all right um i want to talk about a few things i've been seeing in in real life and then on uh social so youtube i i hang out on youtube i don't really get on facebook too much just because it doesn't bring value to me i like to see what my friends close friends are doing that's that's about it that's all i like other than that like if i want to check out what's going on in the news like i you already know I don't watch the news. I probably watch less than 10 hours in my entire 32 years of life of news. So, like, I don't watch the news. Never have. And, but, like, if something's serious, I need to look at the local news, I'm going to go check it out, you know, because of what's going on right now. Like, like you know, serious things. Like, I didn't know I had to. it was mandatory to wear a mask. So, like... I'm walking around like a a jack off, you know, without a mask. It's like I see that and then, you know, now I know to wear the mask, so I wear a mask. But like, you know, things like that, the weather and like important things. I don't wanna see crime. I don't wanna see negativity. I don't wanna see the toxic dump out there. I don't want that into my life. I have enough on my own. You know, I don't need anyone else's baggage. So I don't pay attention to that stuff. I'm aware 
that the world is what it is. I accept it for what it is and what happens, but it doesn't mean I need to, to, you know, bring a fine tooth comb and go check out everything that's happening in my local city, all the bad things. And that's just, that's not healthy. You like, I get it. If you're like a senior citizen and you're bored, but like, if you're not like, why are you consuming this? You are the average of the five things you consume and you're consuming news, which is news only do what brings them ratings. So they know fear attracts. It's either fear or love. And it's not, they're not doing no love. You know, they're going to save that for the reality TV shows. So what I'm covering today is things I've been noticing in real life. And then on the channels I follow and I try to look at the opposition and I check out the comments and all that stuff. And so the uh, the red you ever heard of the 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 matrix the movie the matrix with neo morpheus you know from the 90s with keanu reeves so i'm talking about the red pill and the blue pill and this is mainly in the manosphere for the men and this channel i've mentioned before is a good equal it's about 48% women and 52% men for this channel. And I, I I speak from a male's point of view and I try to make that known, but like I also speak from the self and that doesn't matter who or what you are. So the the red pill is the seeing the world for what it is. That's the true red pill. Neo takes the red pill and he sees everything for what it is. So you're, you're bypassing all this gimmicks and marketing and the BS that's fed to you by the man, basically, is what that is. So the red pill society is that. Like, what's what are we brought up in society to do? Like what is, what is the social norms? So for the man, what is the social norms? You know, it's these, this, you know, have no feelings, you know, you gotta be tough, suck it up, you know, work, work your butt off. And, do it for the kids and yourself. Put everything above you. And I, that, that's about it right there. Like that's a social norm for the men and social norm for the women. Uh, household, wife, stay-at-home, mom. Um, you know, lesser than man basically in the workforce um let's see what else i mean i'm i'm sure there's stuff i don't cover in 
I'm sure that's that's enough to, to, to talk about. So masculinity is is aggressiveness. It's a go get them. It's follow your purpose. It's that drive, that grit and grind. And it's putting yourself first. And this isn't any selfish way. It's in a selfless way because it's a trickle down effect and you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing it for the right intentions and you're not being selfish, but selfless, selfish would be like, oh, I'm going to work 100 hours a week. You know, I'm trying to make that money. But you're sacrificing time. And you need to balance your life and balance your time accordingly to make everything flow. So it's being considerate. It's not bending over backwards for someone else and letting them take your time and you're just like being weak. It's not that. That is a thing. It's very common. But that's not what masculinity is. It's working hard, finding a found, find balance and then coming home and also working hard, but not bringing work to home, but doing what is the right thing to do because that is what needs to be done and not following emotions. So like if you have something bad that happened to work, you don't take it home and be aggressive on the kids or the wife. So that, that's basically what masculinity is. And it, I can understand how it could be a threat to female society because men are working really hard for that. And I mean, I understand, but it's like everyone, if we're living in a finger-pointing society, then it doesn't matter what you say. You can say anything and someone's going to point a finger at you, do whatever, you're going to have haters. But like the masculinity, they're doing it for the right reasons, for their tribe. They're owning themselves and their actions. The feminine society, um, they're the, the moms. They're the caretakers, the most likely, you know, the people, the women that are home before the men and they get stuff set up, they, they, they tend to put people before them because they're caretakers and empathic. So you see this thing where women do that and then they're like the moms that, that's their essence, their title. They're like, I'm a mom. You're not a mom. You were someone else before you were a mom. You were your own person. So you're not just a mom. And you gave that up. That was your choice. And you want to point your finger? That's, that's, that, that is where we need to fix that. And I can understand how that's confusing especially when there's fatherless homes and the females have to fill the male roles. And that's just physically impossible because a, a mom cannot be a dad. A dad cannot be a mom. 
it's impossible because they don't have the te- the women don't have the testosterone, the men don't have the estrogen, they don't have the the caretaking. They can care for their kids, but not like a mom. That's why for the first two years the baby is clinging on to mom and never leaving. Like every once in a while, you know, but for the most part, always up her butt. That's because she's the one that's gonna support the baby emotionally, you know, really pump the baby up, like hype the baby up for like doing such a good job where the men are more like the, like for me with the kids, I'm the one that would like console them, the protector, the, you know, if they're crying, I got it. You calm down, mom. I got it. Because I'm not going to let my frustration take over. I'm going to do what needs to be done, which is I know the the quirks to get the kid to go to bed. You know, I know the the motion to get them sleepy, you know, what to do. And then the dad's, you know, play, roughhouse, which is actually really important. It's how you learn, the, how the kid learns the rules of roughhousing. What's too much? The dad will stop and say, hey, can't bite every single time. And then the kid understands eventually. And, you know, moms don't do that. It's, I'm, I'm sure moms out there do, but, like, for the most part. But the women are going to have the the schedule. They're the schedulers. You know, not that men aren't, but they just, the women just have that knack for that, you know. They're going to hype the babies up. They give the baby the essentials, you know, breast milk if it's breastfed, skin to skin, emotional attachment. So that's why moms cannot be dads and dads cannot be moms. That's why you need both in the house. So red pill, back to red pill, is seeing everything for it is, and it's the OG stoic society So you go all the way back to Marcus Aurelius, the philosophers, you know, Plato, Socrates, like people like that, Marcus Aurelius, Seneca. There's tons and tons. Those are the original red pill society. So there's a problem with the red pill society right now because there's a lot of content creators and they pool them all together and, and they, they represent red pill. And I don't represent me myself. I do not represent red pill. I don't want a title. I like to take bits and pieces from everything. So there's a lot out there. That's why certain people specialize in certain things. And there's people who are more general and, I try to go more towards human behavior and rationality 
and that we're just not perfect, you know. People, all people mess up. Even those philosophers, they're, they've been known to be bad with women, you know, sleeping around. So, no one's perfect. But if you try, and that's really what matters, you try in every day to actually progress in life. That's what really matters. Actually following through. So with the red pills, it's a lot of massage, like massage, misogyny, and uh, hatred towards women, and that women are inferior to men. Like there's a lot of that in it, and a lot of that is hatred because men are ridiculed and refused by women, so they retaliate by saying that, like, oh, she's a promiscuous and doesn't like men like me. And uh, there's they always try to find an excuse where, in all honestly, honesty, she uh, just didn't like you. you weren't, maybe you weren't her type. Maybe it's your fault. You know, but red pill seeing things for what it is and female nature and hypergamy. So that's when women try to find the best option, the best man they can get. And they go with that. And you say you're dating five people. You're going to go with the best man out of those five people. Why wouldn't you? That only makes sense. But on top of that, it's saying that if you're dating and there's a better man that comes around, a better job, funny, like all the attributes are just just superior, like insanely superior. Like say like Chris Evans or Hemsworth you know, the Captain America, Thor, comes by and is interested in you, and you're with your dude, you're like, wow, I mean, this guy wants everything with, with me. So in that point, I can agree to that, leaving for that person, the superior person, but hold on a second. That only makes sense if you're more towards the beginning of a relationship. If you have history and you're a good person, you're not going to throw everything out the window just for something better. That's going to be bad karma. And I think people get this for the most part. So, like, you, you can do that with a job. You've been with a job for seven to ten years and you have all this history built. You have your raise you are into your 401k and you have a good thing going, you're probably not going to leave your job for a, another job that does everything a little better because you're like starting over. You want to go into your retirement. So it, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you can go for it for sure. But if you do that with that mindset, with the karma, that's what's going to happen with that guy. And it's going to be done to you. That's just how the world works. 
So everything should be done with intentions. Now, if your relationship's not working out and you've been scared to leave and this happens, I can understand you leaving, but my recommendation, you should just leave anyway and not bounce from relationship to relationship because you never give yourself time to heal. Heal. So hypergamy is real, but I don't think it's like that. You're, you know, you're in a 10-year relationship and all of a sudden she bounces for the guy with the yacht. If she if she ended up doing that, she's just messed up in the head. And you gotta wipe you, you wipe that slate clean, wash your hands, and go, I just dodged a bullet. Even though it was ten years wasted, but I mean if you're happy for the most part, you just had a good 10 years out of your life that you can cherish. And don't focus on the bad stuff. Just like the news, you know, that I was talking about earlier. So, like, things come in seasons. And, you know, they, they, they really, they're, it's, it's fear based. The Red Pill Society is fear based. But they're really just trying to get you to understand why women do what they do. Why do women pick the bad boys? Why do women do what they do? When's their prime years? Why do they do they sleep with a lot of people? Do they try to control you or manipulate you and and do a, a quote unquote shit test do they gossip about you do they complain do they wish you were someone else and they settle for you do they are they with you because they want you to be a provider and and they're older in life and they're done with the the fun times you know you just you guys you gotta Pick where you are as a man. You got to say, okay, what are you? What, what have you, how are you right now in life? Do you have a good job? Are you emotionally healthy? Are you mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, financially healthy? You, you've got things going on in your life. If you do, you need to start acting like it, but you have a lot of, wiggle room you have a lot of say you get to pick your choices for the most part you know if you're semi-attractive attractive and uh not so weird and you know you have have some pretty good picks so you can choose anyone you want. So the people you do choose, you, you got to do the same emo or same analysis on them. Are they physically attractive to you? Em emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. Do they work? Do they do they want to move up in life? All those things. So, yeah, a younger woman, then they're tw eighteen to. 24, all the way up to 30, they're gonna be 
more dating more. They're gonna be with more men because that's when they're younger and they're prime and they're good looking. And I'm not saying the women older than 30 are not good looking. There's women who take care of themselves. So that's understandable. But they're also not mature. They're immature. And you can't connect with them if you're an older man. So you have to decide, do you want to be with a younger girl? Because you're only with her for the attraction physically. She may be able to hold a conversation here and there, but you're just not on the same playing field for sure. So yeah, you can have fun for and have a good time, good conversation, go out, but it's, sometimes it's harder to connect because she just has less, less experience in life. So when you go and talk, she's going to be like clueless, which is cool if she soaks it in, but like you're not her teacher or mentor. You're dating her. So for me, I am in a relationship and I had, I, before that I was dating younger girls and it's fun. I loved my life. I love it if I did that still. But life, the trajectory for life is going to be unknown. You you don't you get to cho- you get to kind of choose, but like things just fall on your lap. You run into things and you got to make a decision and go with the flow and you need to be certain you can't be wishy-washy can't go back on things you have to be person of your word and follow through because that's what you do in life or you're gonna get nowhere because you're gonna be doing that all the time and you're gonna be the same person going to the bar with the same people all the time laughing at the same jokes telling the same stories How boring is that? I'm all about experiencing new experiences, gaining new stories with new people. I've been doing that. I've been doing that well. And now I get to do it with someone else? That's awesome. Get to share. I get to... Invite someone else into my world that I'm already doing. That's fun. I'm going to have a good time. And me sharing that with someone, an experience, and then we keep doing that, it builds history. That's a whole new kind of bonding. It's deep. You can't get that when you're just hanging out and dating girls for short terms. When they're both good, they both have advantages. With long, long-term relationships, take work, constant work. You have to wake up every day and commit that you're in a relationship. You have to date 
your partner, your wife. 20 years in, you still got to date her and treat her like that short-term girl. That's how you're going to keep things alive. You have to be spicy. You have to experience new experiences. You have to grow. You got to be sexy. But so does she. It's a two-way street. But that's why you need to make the right intentions, the right decisions. So the Red Pill Society, it's just too, there is just too much aminosity. There's like, there's no specific rule book or nothing like that. But it's basically saying women are hypergamous. Women will try to manipulate you. I mean, there's that's women's power. Women are better manipulators than men as a whole. That's fine. It's a weapon. I get it. It's cool. Men are stronger. It's fine. It's their weapon. It's their advantage. Women can use sex, seduction. Men can do that. Women do it better. Much better. Women can do that with kings and overthrow a country. It's been done many of times. So... They do do that, but that's not all women. The only reason that said woman did that is because she had an intention in mind. Everyone has intentions, male or female. So red pills, more of the alpha. It's the, I'm not going to let a woman control me. I'm not going to put her on a pedestal. She does not create my happiness. That's great. But like the way you go about it with the intentions is what matters. It's not like, oh, women did me wrong. So from now on, screw them. They're toxic. You can't let a couple of women ruin your opinion or your viewpoint on all women. They're not the and all be all voice for women. There's so many out there. That's why you got to experience new experiences and understand life for yourself because books and videos can tell you everything, but only real life applications are going to show you with your own eyes. Yeah, women sleep around even when they're in relationships. You know, they'll be posting pictures online with their boyfriend or husband and still be slept around that same very day. It's not right. Definitely some confusion in their life. They should try to understand why they do that. They do it to fill some kind of void. There's something that's not fulfilled in their life. And, um, you know, the husbands or boyfriends can't blame the girls entirely for that. Maybe they just, the men weren't showing up. 
you have to show up. Like I said, you got to put the work in if you're in relationships. So the blue pill is the betas. So that's like if you watch the news and you believe everything it says or everything the internet says or everything the, the books, you take everything face value. You let everyone control you and manipulate you. You're a, you're a yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, happy wife, happy life. You are the provider. You're not the aggressive dominant alpha male. You're the, uh, Oh, I don't, I'm the nice guy. Yeah, you're the nice guy. You don't understand why women don't want you and they want the, the bums. That's the, the blue pill. And, you know, like, if, if you're always trying, if you're always giving your sexual energy to women, all the time. You're staring at women when they walk by. You're trying to walk up and talk to a girl because she's cute for that sole reason. Or to a girl you see every day and you're just afraid to make a move. But So you just help her. Or you get friend zoned and you're still trying to get with a girl. You're liking the girls' pictures all the time online, commenting on them online all the time. Wasting your sexual energy for people who don't give a damn about you. They wouldn't know if you're alive tomorrow. But you keep doing it. It's weakness. It's not your fault, though. But you, you need to find some guidance. That's all. Maybe you're in a fatherless home. Maybe your father was, was like that. It's very common. So you just got to work on that. You can't be checking out girls all if you check out girls all the time look at them all the time and like try to hope they look your way you always walk up to women and try to hit on every single girl that walks by what 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 what's that what that's telling the girls that that uh you have no uh standards that you can't control yourself. That other girls don't want you because you're hitting on everything that walks around. And how do you practice that? You communicate, you talk with no sexual intentions. You talk to talk to practice social interactions. The cashier, your grandma, grandma's friend, hot girls. The more you talk to hot women, the less you are desiring them. The more desensitized you are. 
So it's not such a big deal talking with hot girls. Because you're around them all the time. And then once you get with a hot girl, it isn't going to be like, oh, I got to keep her around, so I got to do the right thing. I got to cater her. I got to tell her she's beautiful all the time. And, you know, I got to fight dudes off of her. That would be stressful. That would, oh, that's too much work. I'd rather just not do that, you know? Oh, she's high maintenance. It's not that. You deal with a, a lot of girls that are high maintenance. They're not high maintenance. You just got to tell them how it is. You got to say, like, this is not what I accept in my life. This does not serve my purpose. This does not compliment me in my life. I can't have that. Or then, you know, maybe we got to talk about things and, you know, see if this should go any further. So... I could talk on and on about that. I've already been talking on and on. I've only gone over the first two bullet points. Um, abundance, I've already talked about that, talked to a lot of girls. Live a life of abundance. And this is what I've seen with problems. Is like There's this guy that's been saying, oh, all men deep down want a relationship and that deep connection. And, you, you know, I get these... This is this guy saying, I get these messages of how can I, you know, live a life of abundance, like lots of girls, like in my rotation. You should never ask that question, by the way. How do I get a lot of girls? Like you shouldn't be, obviously you shouldn't be worrying about that right now. If you have to ask that question. The whole purpose of the book I'm writing and this show and anything I talk about with dating being single or in a relationship is intentions and if you want to have girls in your life the one night stands are not healthy yeah you do it it's cool accept it for what it is have the right intentions with the girl don't lead her on but like if you have a girl that you don't take things serious with and you both have that agreement then you're cool. And you have other girls that are like that. You're cool. And it's like healthy. But once someone catches feelings and wants a little more, you have to be brutally honest and say, look, we're too invested. So we do need to cut ties unless we decide to actually get together. But you both have to be on the same page. It's You have to look at it outside of your body and perspective. So abundance is that if you lose your girl, it's not, it's going to suck, but she's not number one on your list, you know, because you're not serving her. She's not your master. You're not bending over backwards, putting her on a pedestal. You have your own life. She's in you. She's just in your life. She's a part of your life. You're sharing that with her. You still have your life. You shouldn't be getting rid of it. You make sacrifices for time because you want to do that. But for the most part, you don't work around her schedule. You both agree upon what you can do and work it out. 
So that that that's abundance. Yes, we want deep connections, but mm, dating, uh, marriages are only like there's a fifty percent success rates, and are those even happy? The ones that make it through, you got to cut that down. So like, uh, I think in the end we just want to live a life of fulfillment and experience life and and the people that are in our life we want to we want them to be happy too we we want to share everything in our life with them deep connections can be with anyone it doesn't have to be with a partner you can share that with anyone So like, I don't know about that, but I mean, we are designed to ha to procreate. So you're gonna have to be with a partner for a little bit. But I think it just goes by your intentions and your lifestyle and what you want at different times in your life. And as long as you're honest, you keep checking in with your honesty and checking in with your partner and. It's going to be good. Things don't have to be forever, but like, it's just your intentions. Are you just dating? Are you, do you want a lifelong partner? Do you not even know right now? Does it matter? That's abundance as I go on about that. Um, now we have women who work or in the workforce, so things are changing. It's been changing. Uh, women are, are independent females that are don't need no man, don't need no man. They get to pick and choose. It's a good thing, you know. They can be a provider, but you know, just don't let it get to your head. We're all humans, and we get with each other because we just want that intimate connection. So, just because you work, don't mean. You don't need no man, but it means that you are a, your frequency level is higher in life. So you attract a man that's going to be higher. So it does mean that that is important. You know, bombs attract bombs. Uh, traditional household. And that's when the male works and the female stays at home. That, uh, has definitely changed. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I guess people have been saying we need to go back to that, but I just think it's a a give and take and just trying to be making compromises. That's all. But you have to bring something to the table. You have to, the other person has to be satisfied because you're giving your all. Some days you might not, but as long as you bring things to the table, you bring nothing to the table, the other person keeps bringing something to the table, and they're going to be like, why am I the only one working on my on this relationship here? So that's why, you know, if a man works all the time, comes home, the house is messy, and kids are just angry, it just doesn't work, you know, that's the unbalance. So that's just an example, but, you know, some people... I've seen people still do traditional. That's cool. 
Uh, I just recently watched Iron Man 1 and 2 today. Um, uh, Tony Stark, he is a billionaire, philanthropist, ladies' man. He can get any lady he wants, but ends up wanting his assistant, Pepper, and... Like, this is a guy, has everything, money, fame, people like him. He has a suit that can fly and fight evil. But all these girls are all over him, but they just don't get him like his assistant does. So he chooses with intentions. He was happy before her quite happy but he got into the mode of I uh, do want you in my life he chose her so before her it doesn't mean he wasn't happy he was trying to fill a void although he liked it but you can make a choice let's see I have some quotes I want to read before I sign off. Searching for oneself is a journey for a lifetime. Life is what happens in between. So your whole life you're trying to find yourself. And once you do, you're still trying to do it. What happens is life in between. Life goes on. Marriage is a choice you make every day that you wake up. Are you still making that choice? Same with dating. Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing had happened. Winston Churchill. See, that's the thing. We have those truths that we find, and we just shrug it off. That's why we have existential crisis. A lot of people just shrug them off. If you're not consciously aware of your habits, how do you expect to change the life you have into the life you want to live? Acceptance, awareness, and, and adversity are keys to change. So yeah, what are your habits? And be conscious about it. In the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. The Beatles. Yeah, what you put out is what you get. So that's why that intentions is important. You don't have to turn this into something. It doesn't have to upset you. Marcus Aurelius. So don't let your emotions drive your car. You know, don't let the emotions run you. Don't go on autopilot with your emotions. Listen to them, feel them, and then decide. I'm going to read more. So he's going to, uh, one, I'm going to read two more Marcus Aurelius quotes. If it is not right, do not do it. If it is not true, do not say it. So be a man of your words or a woman of your words. The best revenge is not to be like your enemy. I like this one a lot. So, in other words, don't let's 
don't let your don't let people's actions dictate your reaction. You don't have to react. You get to choose how if you do. So if someone does something to you, you don't have to let that energy come into you and feed it back. Then you're no better. You can understand that person and be like, ah, I've been there. I get it. You can choose what you want to do next. Now, the rest are all Seneca. True happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future. Not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient. For he that is so wants nothing. So be in the present. Anxiety is not in the present. It's the unknown and the what ifs. So it's not even real. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I like that one. So prepare. Throw yourself out there. Get the work done. Keep doing it. Make yourself available. Meet new people. Go new places. And that's how you get luck. Luck doesn't strike you like a lightning bolt. It's, it's, it's more like hmm, it's more like you go to the public pool and you meet a new person. Like if you swam at home, you wouldn't meet a new person. So you go to the pool, luck is that other person. Begin at once to live and count each separate day as a separate day. Tomorrow is always a new day. That's my philosophy. Yeah, sleep on it. You can go to bed angry, whatever. Don't matter. Tomorrow's a new day. And try to think about why you felt like that. You can do it. But... Tomorrow is never promised. So treat tomorrow as a new day, a new opportunity. Throw me to the wolves and I will return leading the pack. I like that one. As is a tale, so is life. Not how long it is, but how good it is. It's what matters. So how you live your life is what matters instead of how long. You want to live, but do you know how to live? You are scared of dying and tell me. Is the kind of life you lead really any different from being dead? So if you're scared of dying, are you really even living? You should really be scared of living. If you're not living, you know. Time heals what reason cannot. That's a good one. You know, you can't control anyone or anything you can only control your perspective and how you see things your reasonable choice your reactions your inner self your habits that's what you can choose so something there's no you should not worry what you cannot control and time will heal those wounds all right everyone i am getting out of here that is it for today i hope you got some sort of 
knowledge out of this something to take home and i'll see you next time all right peace